Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? As the NTT IndyCar Series leaves Alabama after its opening weekend on NBC and NASCAR heads to the state to race at Talladega this Sunday on Fox, CBS recently rolled out its announced team for the Superstar Racing Experience, a property created by the Montag Group, best known for representing broadcasters like John Madden and Bob Costas, with NASCAR Hall of Famers Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart, and investor and former NASCAR Chief Operating Officer George Pine. This summer... SRX on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus will feature short track racing with some of the sport's biggest names, including NASCAR Hall of Famers Bill Elliott and Bobby Labonte, two-time Daytona 500 champion Michael Waltrip, Indy 500 champions Elio Castro Nevis and Tony Kanaan, Marco Andretti, Willie T. Ribs, and more. The All-Stars on the track will be matched by an All-Star TV team, led by CBS Sports SRX producer Pam Miller, who is the lead producer for Fox NASCAR Xfinity Series races. Lindsay Zarniak will host the series with veteran play-by-play voice Alan Bestwick, pit reporter Matt Yoakum, and roving analyst and former NBA and college hoop star Brad Doherty, who will explain his racing roots later. You'll hear from him and the rest of the crew in this episode. Each race will feature a driver analyst. Danica Patrick, the only woman to win an IndyCar race, as well as the pole for the Daytona 500, will kick off the series June 12th at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut and June 19th at Knoxville Raceway in Iowa. IndyCar veteran James Hinchcliffe will analyze the Eldora Speedway race in Ohio on June 26th and return for the season finale at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on July 17th. In between, Indy 500 champion Dario Franchitti will be the analyst on July 3rd at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis and July 10th at Slinger Speedway in Wisconsin. Asked to describe the series in a word, Bestwick is quick with an answer. Fun. What makes this series appealing is that it's going to be a lot of fun. If you could take everything that you learned about racing over 30 years, and then they hand you a clean sheet of paper, say, go ahead, design something from scratch that you'll just have a blast with on a Saturday night. That's what this is. Uh, I've, I've known about this concept for over two years. Uh, Ray bounced this off of me a couple of years ago, and I just said, oh, that's going to be fun. And that's the word I just keep coming back to over and over again. We're going to have a blast. Yoakum agrees and looks forward to covering drivers from across the racing spectrum like he did when he worked on the International Race of Champions, or IROC, and racers competed in identically prepared cars by Evernham in that series. You know, it's funny this morning, I was thinking how life really goes full circle so many times. And you hear people talk about it, but for me, I go back to 1985. My boss at IROC, the the ultimate boss, obviously, was Jay Signori, the co-owner, but my boss was Ray Evernham. And I was thinking just about how it just seems like life goes full circle, and I'm now back with my family and my pals again. And an AB touched on it. The old IROC series was a ton of fun. All the drivers would come in, excited to come in, excited to be invited because of the fun aspect that was involved. Because a lot of times these guys never get a chance to hang out. They'll watch each other in their disciplines and they may be friends But now this is, you know, then it was four times. This is going to be six straight weeks of these guys hanging out. Storylines are going to carry over from week to week. 
but for me, it's it's an honor to be back and involved uh, with a great concept like this. And an AB touched on it. I think the fun meter is going to be pegged. Zarniak appreciates her all-star crew working with each of them during her career. First of all, when Pam called me, I was like, oh, she's calling to catch up. So this truly does go back to like just the people scenario for me. I love racing. I love different types of racing. But honestly, the ability to work with this group specifically, and I'm talking every single person that's on the Zoom right now, I have worked with in some capacity, whether it's at Fox covering NASCAR, Turner, NBC covering NASCAR, ESPN with Brad. Like These are people that are genuinely awesome, fun, engaging people to work with. So from my perspective, this is kind of a dream come true because to be able to you know, work as host on a, a series like this is awesome because as Yoakam said, there are storylines that are going to carry over. It's going to be really exciting and compelling. But to be able to just interact in a live format with all of these men, it's amazing. It's awesome. As promised, Doherty describes how he became interested in racing as a kid, and he explains why he waved off Evernham's suggestion that the seven-footer should analyze the race behind the wheel. 100% all of the, the people participating in the broadcasting side of this are just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they're the, the, you know, there are peer standards in the group. Uh, work with Lindsay, like she's mentioned, Matt, AB and I go way back, uh, Ray, who's, who's one of the, the, the brain uh, you know, the brains behind this, this operation, along with Tony Stewart, you know, been, worked with him for over a decade. Uh, and for me, uh, the bottom line is it's short track racing. This is what I grew up uh, being around. This is how I got introduced to the sport. A uh, little quarter mile, three eighths mile racetracks that uh, were in the middle of my hometown in Western North Carolina. I grew up with the likes of Jack Ingram and Sam Ard and, and Bob Presley and the names go on and on. Butch Lindley and those people. So uh, I know I'm a big body, I'm a big basketball player, but I grew up racing and the short tracks is where it's at. This is going to be Saturday nights, some of the most iconic short tracks in the country. And uh, we have a, a series where we're going to have some of the most incredible, incredibly capable world-class race car drivers. Think about it, you know, Elio Castroneves, Willie T. Ribs, even though he's in his 60s, uh, Michael Waltrip, two-time Daytona 500 with Bobby Labonte. All of these guys are going to get after it in a discipline that they all basically started out in some way, shape, or form uh, as a genesis of their career. So this is going to be a blast, and I cannot wait. I talked to Ray. Ray was talking to me earlier about trying to get my big behind in one of these race cars and be the, the in-car uh, <laughs> reporter. I said I'd be the moving chicane. That would be the problem. So this is going to be fun. And you've got great professionals on the broadcast side, and then you got me. We'll have a lot of fun, and I cannot wait uh, to get to our first race. What's the philosophy for six summer Saturday nights on broadcast television? Miller says it's to gather everyone in the house and watch the racing drama unfold. Our philosophy is, is look, this is prime time on CBS. We want everybody to enjoy and learn about the drivers and the people and the stories and, and the personalities. Um, I want your grandmother, your aunt, your nephew, your, you know, father, your mother. I want it to be a family, entertaining, fun evening um, with these personalities. I think you can't go wrong. And I, and I want to make sure that everybody can connect with the drivers in an entertaining, fun way um, and, and make it a true family Saturday night experience, just like you would at a short track on a Saturday night. 
And um, that that is the goal of the broadcast. Having called races for hardcore fans on the Motor Racing Network on radio and casual observers on NBC, Bestwick knows how to balance the broadcast to reach both audiences. That's part of the art of this, right? And it always has been part of the art of television and particularly televising racing. The hardcore fan that knows what a loose race car is doesn't want to hear you describe what a loose race car is 500 times, but you can't leave someone out of the conversation that doesn't have any idea what you're talking about. That's, that's part of the art of what we do and the challenge of what we do. And, and we're always cognizant of that, bringing everybody into the tent while not offending the people who know everything about everything. As series host, Zarniak can't wait for the challenge of telling stories that will connect with all viewers. I feel like also it's a little bit about relatability, you know, and that is a challenge to, to hit both those things to, um, you know, to satisfy the hardcore fan, but also the grandmas, the whomever it is, you know, out there that is just watching on a Saturday night. But I think there's a way to do it when you are storytelling. It's a really special science because you are finding a way that relates to all of those people. So it's a challenge, but I think it's also one that, that really is satisfying. Relatable is a great way to describe the local heroes who will race against these legends. And Yoakum explains how these short track aces will mix it up for race wins. The fun part of our job is all of us love auto racing and you do as well because you cover it. And for us to have an opportunity on Saturday night, and yes, we can talk about the fence climber, the Spider-Man, Elio Castro Nevis. But to me, one thing I'm looking forward to probably the most is making a connection for the fan at home watching to the local hero who has a chance at Slinger or Raceway Park, uh, Knoxville, you know, Brian Brown. Here's a kid that is a superstar in his area, but to have an opportunity to introduce him and tell his story and watch him go up against the best of the best. And I had to laugh because when Brad was talking earlier, just about this whole project and, and all the different components, I kept saying to myself, in a way, and maybe it sounds a little hokey, but I, I kept conjuring up images of the movie Hoosiers. And you're thinking about those kids in Hoosiers. And there you've got Brian Brown and Bobby Santos and, and, and so many others that are gonna go up against the big guys. And that's gonna be another fun part of our way of making a connection with the fan watching uh, to not only the superstars, but the guys who are the heroes of the local bull rings. From the network that brought you Survivor and Big Brother and a streaming service that debuted with a reunion of MTV's first real-world cast, Doherty says Saturday Night Short Track Racing may be the greatest form of reality TV. This is so exciting and so much fun that for the casual fan that, that tunes in, We've got a, a reality TV series, but you know, sports is the best reality TV show uh, series anyway. So we've got this, these, these ringers, like you're talking about Bobby Santos and these guys that have a chance to race against these big time guys at their track and maybe get one on them. You know, that that's great reality TV. That's so exciting, so natural, so real. Uh, I think the excitement will be palpable. And I think that, I think that uh, with this group of people that you have, that we have as a, a broadcasting crew, I don't think you could ask for anyone across the board to tell the story any better. And I think that uh, from a casual sport fan, you're going to tune in and be excited. If you're a, a veteran, I think because of all of the, 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 the bells and whistles and the fun and the intensity and competition, you're going to get what you need. And uh, we'll just try to narrate behind the scenes and keep the, keep the conversation moving to add some, uh, add a little bit of flavor to what's actually happening. So, I think it's uh, I think it's going to work out perfect. Still not convinced? 
Bestwick, Yoakum, Doherty, and Zarniak take a crack at what a movie trailer would be for this series. You'll hear some of the back and forth between them that should make the broadcast as entertaining as the racing itself. Here's the simple formula, right? We've got some of the most accomplished, greatest drivers in the history of auto racing, all different disciplines, in a car built to let them show their skills off, where they're not as dependent on the engineer or the, you know, the, the pick group. It's designed for them to show their skills against each other. And you put it together with some of the most iconic racing facilities in the United States. There's not a race fan anywhere that doesn't know, maybe they've never been, but they don't know about Stafford and Slinger and, uh, you know, Eldora and Knoxville and so on. All of those elements build that trailer to whatever the outcome might be. Somebody's going to be the king of the ring at the end of the night, but he only gets to hold the belt for a week. <laughs> then he has to get back in and wrestle them all over again the following Saturday night. So you got all those, all those layers to that onion. The, the, the trailer could be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing too, Brad, in talking to Willie T, talking to Elio, these guys, and you know from being a professional athlete, bragging rights, man, that's everything. With your buddy. Being able to dig your buddy, over oh. the, you just whooped up on him. So Willie T told me he already has his workout plan. Can't tell you who the workout coach is yet. Don't want to don't let that one out of the bag, but he's already got a workout coach, a workout plan. He already has a plan to because he hasn't raced in over a year because of COVID. He already has a plan to shake off the rust on the short tracks. He's already lined up a dirt racing driving coach guru. So he's covering all the bases. So he's, he's checked every box so that, preparation at least on his side will be in his favor because these guys are taking it so serious because you know at the end of the day you are racing for a trophy and like alan mentioned it's a reality show going six straight weeks and you know you're able to have that fun but also the seriousness that's involved because at the end of the the six weeks you know they want to be the champion they want to be the guy that's won the most and 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 did well and impressed not only the fans that are watching but impress their peers that they're battling with. Yeah, that, that's spot on, Matt. Absolutely. Uh, these guys, to echo that, you know, the, the reality is that they're the, they're the greatest, you know, some of the greatest athletes in the world at what they do. And championship pedigree throughout the field. And it doesn't matter if you're 65 or 35. If you're a competitor, uh, if you're a champion, you want to win. And in Willie T's mind, he thinks he's 25. And mm -hmm. so he is going to prepare if so. Bobby Labonte uh, works out like a madman. This, this is a serious competition between these gentlemen. And don't think for one minute, there'll be a lot of smiles when we start. Uh, but when they close those window nets and pull those, those visors down, they will flat get after it. And I think people are going to be amazed at the overall talent that is, that is able to be uh, resonated and, and, and rebirthed with some of these guys who probably haven't driven a race car, like you say, in over a year, maybe two. Uh, I think we're going to be fascinated. It's going to be fascinating to watch. I would say there's going to be a hunger. There's going to be bragging rights. And you know there's going to be a lot of trash talk. Right? There's got to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I've had two drivers call me. I've been to two tests, the dirt test in South Carolina and the first test at Caraway. And I've had two drivers already call me and one text me. So um, kind of tell me, what was Schrader 
comments Trader was making. No, did it give you any indication of some things I need to look out for? And you know, what, what about the car on dirt? You know, what was Stremi saying about uh, the car? You know, trends. What what were what comments were they making so I can try to get in my mind, get that mindset of what I'm gonna expect once I climb behind the wheel. So these guys are are all jacked up and they can't wait for it to to drop the green flag. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.